Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house. From the St. Louis Public Radio Newsroom, this is The Gateway. It's Monday, November 23rd. I'm Wayne Pratt. More passengers are expected to go through St. Louis-Lambert International Airport this holiday season compared to earlier than the pandemic. But overall, numbers are expected to be lower than last year. We're anticipating that we'll see about 50% of the levels of 2019 or about a 5 to 10% increase in what we've been seeing in the last few weeks. In just a few minutes, we will find out how Lambert is preparing for the holiday travel season. Another candidate is joining the race for St. Louis mayor. St. Louis Board of Aldermen President Louis Reed says he is running for the office in the city's 2021 primary. St. Louis Public Radio's Chad Davis reports. Reed will join St. Louis Treasurer Tashara Jones, Alderwoman Kara Spencer, and businesswoman Dana Kelly as likely candidates in the March primary. It's the third time that Lewis has run for mayor after running unsuccessfully in 2013 and 2017. He says if elected, he wants to focus on the city's eventual recovery from the coronavirus pandemic, as well as police reform, economic empowerment, and other issues. Expanding education and access to uh, education, uh, transportation issues, right? Uh, th- those are the things we have to focus on. Those are the things we have to uh, hit home runs on. Reed plans to file to run for mayor Monday. The primary will lead into the general election in April, where the top two vote-getters in the primary will face off. I'm Chad Davis, St. Louis Public Radio. Peabody Energy is slashing health benefits for retirees over 65 at the end of the year. As St. Louis Public Radio's Corinne Ruff reports, that decision is prompting some retired mine managers in Illinois to pursue a class action lawsuit. Robert Hill has nearly $180,000 left in his health account, but he won't be able to use it after Peabody ends the program. The 76-year-old retiree of Willow Lake Mine in Harrisburg struggles with heart issues and diabetes. He says he depends on that money to pay for supplemental health, prescription, and dental insurance. Hill says he's angry with the way Peabody is treating retirees after all they've done for the company. He recalls regularly working 12-hour days and weekends. I just don't think they appreciate all they want. If somebody can make them money, then when they get where they're not, not useful to them, just throw them away. Peabody says ending the program will save the company nearly $175 million. The move is part of a larger cost-cutting strategy to keep it in business. I'm Corinne Ruff, St. Louis Public Radio. The Luminary and STL Made are collaborating on a public art project to inspire St. Louisans to change their community. The project features eight billboards that highlight the region's art activism, Organizers say the initiative could also inspire people to stay engaged in local issues. The Luminary Executive Director James McAnally says it is also a way to display the work of prominent St. Louis artists. Through this moment where a lot of galleries and museums are shut down, we really wanted to do a project with local artists where we could pay them and commission them to work in a way that maybe they hadn't been able to um, and on a scale that they wouldn't normally be able to. Artists received a commission for their work. McAnally says the billboards will stay up at least until December 3rd. The city of St. Louis hopes a partnership between job training agencies and the Electrical Workers Union will give more residents jobs in the solar industry. 
St. Louis Public Radio's Rachel Lippman reports. Sustainability Director Catherine Warner says because of limited funding, just 10 people will be able to get the training to install solar panels. Other applicants could be eligible for general job skills training through agencies like Employment Connection. Werner says the training will target people of color or those from low-income communities. She says despite the small size, the program will benefit the city by getting residents employed in green jobs. We've heard also that the solar providers would like to diversify their workforce. The Energy Foundation is covering the cost of the solar panel training. The job skills training will come from the existing budgets of the agencies offering it. I'm Rachel Lippman, St. Louis Public Radio. St. Louis Lambert International Airport is expecting an uptick in travelers this holiday season compared to earlier in the pandemic, but overall, traffic will still be down considerably from a year ago. I spoke with Airport Director Rhonda Homney-Brugge about plans for the upcoming travel period. It's not going to be the levels we saw from 2019, but we're anticipating that we'll see about 50 percent of the levels of 2019 or about a 5 to 10 percent increase in what we've been seeing in the last few weeks. How tough has this year been for the airport? As March hit and the COVID started becoming more prominent by the time we got to April, you know, we saw our numbers be devastated. We did see an okay summer and we actually saw October be our strongest month uh, since the pandemic hit. So that was a little encouraging that we're continuing to see traffic levels come back. But if you look at the numbers year over year, I mean, we're still off, you know, 55% of where our traffic volumes were. If you talk about revenues on the concession side, the parking side, ground transportation, all of those are off anywhere from 60 to 65%. It's been challenging to work through it. I think we have fared better than a lot of airports. We were in a good position uh, before COVID hit. So that has helped us to stay healthy in terms of our finances. However, it's not without some pain as we go along the way. You used the word devastated. Can you expand on that? If you go back to our bleakest week, which was in first week of April, where we would normally see 44,000, 42,000 people a day coming through the airport on our good days, you know, we were seeing 800 to 1,000. <laughs> it had us uh, rethink our business. We put about $21 million worth of projects that we were slated to do this year. Uh, We canceled and or put on hold about 110 vacancies that we had at the time, and, and we were actively trying to fill those. So a lot of those have also been put on hold. So we still have about 95 vacancies at the airport. Of those, we're only trying to fill about 25. Uh, the rest of those were, were continuing to put on hold. We really had to think very quickly about how are we going to stop the bleeding. You know, we still have a large airport that we have to maintain and operate. And there are some costs that you just can't cut when it comes to that. So start thinking about how else do you cut cost without jeopardizing the safety of our passengers or the, the safety of our runway system. Do you think it will take the distribution of a vaccine to fully stop the bleeding? I do. I think we have been able to reach out to a lot of the customers as well as our airlines with the corporate customers and the contacts that they have trying to reassure people and, and that the airport is is clean and all the measures that we're taking uh, are, you know, we're a safe place to be as well as on board the aircraft. But I think there's still that certain amount of travelers who say, 
I'm just not going to travel until I know it's 100% safe. And that's where the vaccination, I think, will go a long way. I think, you know, it'll be an interesting time here during the Thanksgiving and Christmas holiday when we've all been separated so much over the last nine months from our family and, and close friends, people dying to have that connectivity again, especially with elderly family members or long distant family members. So we do think the bookings going into the Thanksgiving and Christmas holiday have certainly peaked up based on, on what we're hearing, but whether or not those plans will change uh, just based on the next couple of weeks and, and the spike that we're seeing will be interesting. So I think a vaccination uh, will be the ultimate to give that comfort level to 100% of the passenger traffic. But, um, you know, until it's here, I think we're going to deal with, with some passengers just saying we'll wait. That was St. Louis International Airport Director Rhonda hamney Brugge in conversation about the holiday travel season. We have more on our website, stlpublicradio.org, including details on the cleaning procedures at the airport. Our Maria Altman edited that report. Shula Newman is the executive editor of St. Louis Public Radio, music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt. From the St. Louis Public Radio newsroom, this has been The Gateway. Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house.